Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Good morning, good morning, happy Tuesday. Happy New Year. Did you guys think I forgot about you? It's been a couple days, huh? Happy, happy New Year. I, uh, I broke my drinking streak. I think I got like 37 days, and then, uh, I listened. I, it was worth it. We, uh, the boys, the boys, the boys, my, uh, Muay Thai coach, Miles, and then another kid that, uh, I think I mentioned here a couple of times, uh, he's a chiropractor. They invited me out for drinks, and I had me, uh, two dirty martinis, so, uh, that was, what day was that? Was that, that was Friday, right? <laughs> yeah, Friday. Um, that's, I'm trying to think of why I didn't do, I didn't go to the gym yesterday, because it's the first, it's January 1st, first of all, and I know what it's going to be like, uh, and second, I just, uh, I, I was working out Sunday, and I could just feel in my body, I needed a break, so I went to go do the 150s um, on just regular flat bench, now I've done the 150s on incline, which is harder, they're 150 pound dumbbells. $300 or 300 pounds total. Um, I was hitting them on incline and then I went to go do flat bench and I failed. And uh, I don't remember the last time I failed a lift. Like I couldn't get the dumbbells up so I had to drop them, which I never do. And that was just like for me, that was kind of like, all right, I need to, I need to take a break. I need to take a little bit of a break. So I took one day off and now we're back at it. I'm getting back on the, uh, on the routine back on the no drinking back on the diet I've been I've been decent with my diet I've cheated a couple times here and there over the holidays it's just I was pretty I, I was pretty close to perfect over the holidays pretty close to perfect it's just you know it's it's tough man when uh when uh it's just the the food you know what I mean and it's so funny because I don't think I would have drank had I not cheated on my diet a little bit, but I cheated on my diet and I, you know what I'm saying? It's like how you do one thing is how you do everything. Like I tell you guys all the time, but I can tell you right now, if you're a drinker, you don't know how good you could feel unless you polish it up for 30 to 40 days. I don't think stopping for a week is going to really cement all the benefits in your brain because I'm, I was telling my wife, I'm like, dude, the difference in how I feel mentally, cognitively, emotionally, physically is just stark, stark. The biggest thing for me, and you know, again, when we look around at how often colloquially you guys know what word I mean. Uh, alcohol is used. It's in every show. It's in every movie. It's it's constant and incessant. You know there's a reason for that. Why did the uh, why did the liquor store stay open but the bar you know the the gyms closed in COVID? There's a reason for that, right? So I just. I'm very suspicious of it now. And I can tell you right now, inflammation, dude. I bet you excessive drinking is giving people cancer more than science will even admit or realize. 
I bet you the underlying cause to many, many issues, autoimmune, arthritis, some of these other uh, autoimmune disorders and cancers, a lot has to do with the inflammation caused by drinking. If I drink two days in a row, I'll put on 10 pounds of fluid. That's not good <laughs> at all. And you could tell when somebody's a heavy drinker, you could see it in their faces, in their hands. You ever see these older people that you know are heavy drinkers? Their nose is all big and bulbous and their hands look like, their skin somehow looks paper thin, but their hands are all swollen and just, it's just their, their skin's red and they get those little tiny spider-like veins popping up and it's just, it's, it's, it's got to be so bad for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, so anyways, uh, New Year's Eve, man, I guess uh, I'm starting to see the footage now. My little brother was over. We had a brunch yesterday with my little brother and his girlfriend and me, Geneva and Ada. And uh, he was talking about how when the clock struck midnight, the camera paid, you know, from the ball drop, the camera panned out and it was just this white dude and this black dude, dude, to just fags going at it, just playing tonsil hockey. And uh, that was everybody, that was the first thing that everybody got to see ringing in the new year was two dudes kissing. And, and not just two dudes kissing, but a black dude and a white dude kissing. And um, I'm really just starting to get super agitated with these people. And it's, it's interesting because you see a lot of race mixing in commercials now. Watch commercials. Just watch a football game, college football game, pro football game. Watch a basketball game. Watch all of the commercials, whether it's for Downey, whether it's for freaking uh, arthritis medication. It doesn't matter what it is. All of these commercials, many of them, show a black man with a white woman. Many of them. And... Many executives from these porn companies have come out openly admitting that they, on the front page of these pornography websites like Pornhub, they intentionally put gay porn, trans porn, and interracial porn. So we have to ask ourselves, who owns, let's just do a little exercise here guys, who owns the porn companies? That's just, I'm not going to give you the answer. I just want you to think about it. Who owns the media companies that produce these commercials? Okay. I'm not going to give it away, but they're the same people. Now we have to ask ourselves, why does this group of people want to skew and turn the public eye towards homosexuality transgenderism and race mixing. Now again, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with black people and white people dating, getting married and having kids. What I think is wrong is when it is overrepresented. And it's interesting because you would think advertisements, you're trying to reflect your consumer base, right? Like if I'm trying to advertise mud flaps for a dually, you know what I mean? Like this, I'm going to be, it's going to be a very specific type of marketing, right? And what's interesting is that, you know, the front page of these porn websites is black dudes doing unholy things to white ladies. And then in these commercials, it's black dudes dating white women. 
when the data supports that white women, Caucasian women, are the least likely out of Asian women, black women, Hispanic women, Caucasian women are statistically, provably, the least likely to date outside of race, their race. So why is it? I'm telling you what they're doing. They are trying to erase white people. 100%. Uh, Two years ago, I thought that was a goofy theory. I remember starting to see that pop up on, you know, 4chan boards and Reddit stuff and all this stuff. And I'm like, stop. You know what I mean? That's ridiculous. I was more worried with the COVID bullshit then. Now, I'm like, wow. It's very clear what they're doing. Very clear. They want us all to be a light brown, androgynous, genderless blob of, of just skin. That's what they want. They want us all to be a just weak... Why? Because there's... what what What's caused revolutions throughout human history? What, can you give me a revolution where it was like two vastly different groups of people came together and overthrew? No. What happens? Revolutions always come. Change comes when a group of like-minded, similarly valued human beings get together and say, Hey, this sucks. Let's change it. Well, Mike, is it, if we make everybody look the same, wouldn't everybody have the same value? Well, that's exactly what they want. But the reason <laughs> they're making everybody look the same and sound the same and act the same in a very weak way, right? COVID was the biggest indication to me and many others of the agenda of the ultra, ultra elite, the people we don't even know their names. They successfully shut the world down. You understand how freaking crazy that is? Do you understand? People don't be, can't even begin to wrap their heads around. It's impressive. It is. For me, I hate it. I think it's vile and disgusting. And I there's zero chance I'll ever. I have to. I have to be honest with myself and everybody else, I wore masks at first. Well, I can't get into the gym, can't go to the store. I got to put my mask on. I didn't want to. I didn't wear it because I thought it was going to save me. You know what I mean? Now, don't get me wrong. The first week of COVID was a little scary. You know, I got my mom texting me. There's this virus coming out. You know, they had a death toll on the TV. But because I'm not retarded... I'm not a retard. I'm not a brain-dead, imbecilic NPC. It took about one week. One to two weeks, maybe. Maybe, at the very most, a month tops before I was like, yeah, uh, I don't see... All you had to do was use your eyes. I don't see lines outside of hospitals. I don't see people dropping dead in the streets. And I I know people lost people to COVID. I I know that happened. Just like people lose people to the flu and car accidents and and sepsis. You know what I mean? 
But I didn't see, I didn't have a single person that I knew died. Not one person that I know in my circle. I've got a big circle, died. Not one. So, and I know, but close friends of mine had parents and stuff like that. I don't know. It's just, I didn't see the evidence to support that this was the most deadly virus since the bubonic plague. And uh, they shut the whole world down. It is an impressive feat of manipulation. And let's call it leadership, really. They got the whole world to grind to a halt. They got the whole world to put on masks. They got a good portion of the world to take an experimental gene therapy MNRA vaccine. MRNA vaccine. Bito, Ramba, Nucleo, Adenidine, something. They got the whole world. They had people shut their, their businesses down, hide in their houses, wear masks while playing the trombone. <laughs> They got this, this whole world was part of this stupid saying. I know these people were just behind the scenes laughing, laughing. And what has happened is, is they got a good portion of the, um, a good portion, not a majority, but a, a decent chunk of the population to adopt it as a personality trait. <coughs> there are still people out there, influential left wingers, <coughs> left wingers, excuse me with masks in their profile pictures. Like an anime character with a mask on it. I got my COVID vaccine. Little little stickers and tags on your Facebook and your Instagram. Doesn't it get so tiresome for you? First it was uh, BLM, <clears throat> then it's the virus. First it was the virus, then it was BLM, then it was Ukraine, now it's Israel or Palestine. It's just all of this identity, pick a side, put it in your profile picture, bullshit. And people have made it their personality. So fascinating what they were able to do. So fascinating. And again, it's it's impressive, really. It's impressive. It's extremely impressive that they were able to do this. Um, it's it's wild, and so <clears throat> we as a population, we as a human race, we failed that test, and many people now. Many, many people have woken up. Many people feel very badly uh, about having received the vaccine. Many people now realize that they were tricked. They were duped. Many people now are embittered. But the, the thing is, is, you know, people are so short-term memory. People are so short-term memory that many have already forgotten this. And that's why we had to have the war in Ukraine. People started to wake up and smell the roses. And now it's, oh no, Vladimir Putin's killing all these. You know what I mean? It's just, then it's on to the next thing, right? 
And it's unfortunate because COVID did affect some people's lives. Like the, the actual virus did kill people and make people very sick. It's unfortunate because Ukrainians are dying just like Russians are dying. It's very unfortunate because Palestinians and Israelis are both killing each other. It's all very unfortunate. It does affect groups of people. But to the degree in which it's affected the rest of the world is absurd. Absurd. And now you have a bunch of military-aged Africans and Arabs spilling in through the southern border. Look at look at what just look at. Um, I, I shared some headlines from around the world, thanks to my friend Devin. Some headlines from around the world that show these uh, these countries that have been culturally enriched, let's call it, by Africans and Arabs. Rapes on New Year's Eve were through the roof. Children, wives, mothers, yes, children being raped by a bunch of dirty, pea-brained, third-world, trash-dung people. You get these savage animals from these third-world shitholes, and you fill us up with them. You fill these countries in Europe that were once safe, beautiful places are now infested with rodent, rapist rodents, trash. And you have to ask yourself, well, see, the, the immigrants, and I've talked about this many times, that built this country, were very different from the immigrants that are coming in now. When you came over from Ireland to the United States, when you came over from Italy to the United States, you came over, five families lived in the same dirty apartment. They worked their asses off. There were no handouts. Now you come over and these people, they don't work. They're not skilled. They're violent. They don't wish to assimilate. They wish to come in and change things. You get all of these Muslims that come in and they want to put Sharia law in place. You get these Africans that come over just here in Maine. They come over from Africa and they start, what do they start doing? They start bitching about the quality of the food right away. Why don't you take your ass back to Africa? Why don't you take your ass back to Algeria? And this isn't a race thing. It's not about black and white. It's about your country is a steaming shithole. You're a military-aged man. If you had any kind of virtue, if you had a virtuous bone... In your pathetic body, you would stay there and fix it. Instead of bringing your cancerous ideologies, your lack of work ethic, and your violent tendencies over to our country. And now, you see all these Western men have been cocked out in the name of tolerance to tolerate the rape. Look at what happened to those German uh, in Germany. A 14-year-old girl was German was gang raped by a bunch of uh, I don't I don't remember if they were Algerians or Africans. Who cares? They come over and they rape this 14-year-old girl, and they walk away. I think they got and this just happened again in uh, Washington, was it? In the United States. That these immigrants, these these refugees, are getting off 
They're not. There's no prison time for these people. And the defense is that, well, they're misplaced. They don't have a home. They're frustrated. So, you know, it's bad that they raped somebody, but we should give them a little bit of sympathy. And these people are walking away without prison sentences. I want to make something very clear. If you were to harm a woman in my life, I would skin you alive and boil you. I swear to God. I'd boil your African, Algerian, I don't care where you're from. I don't care where you're from. You'd die. You would die a very vicious, horrific death. <laughs> it's if the law is not going to take care of it, I'll take care of it. And if, it, if these Western men had any balls, there would be riots, which there have been. Some of these countries, there's been riots in the streets. But for the most part, Western men have been cocked into tolerance. Because you get all these women in politics and positions of power. And it's funny, I've said it once, I'll say it again, that the most dangerous thing for a woman is another woman. The most dangerous thing for a woman is another woman. Because these women are not, these women feel more badly for these immigrants than they do the people being raped. These, these lawyers and these judges and these psychologists. They had a psychologist in Germany uh, on the defense for these men that raped this. Gang raped a 14-year-old girl. Gang raped a child. Gang raped a child. Probation. Just happened here. Oh, that would never happen in the United States. It just happened here. I shared the article the other day. Three guys, three men, or maybe it was five, gang raped a 16, 17-year-old girl, and uh, they got probation. No jail time. So which way, Western man? Which way? Well, not all Algerians, not all Africans, I know. Not all, but enough. Not all, but enough. Anywhere where you get a mass influx of people from third world countries, you get a mass influx of violence. And violence specifically geared towards women because these people do not look at women. Many of these hardcore Muslims view women as a piece of property. They do. So, you know, nobody else has the balls to say what I'm saying. Nobody. Why? Because you'll get a title slapped on you racist, bigot, whatever. You think you're going to cuck me out of, you think I'm just going to let you come into my country and harm my women? Mm-mm. Won't happen. Will not happen. If something like that happened in Maine, I would make, there would be, it would get handled. I promise you that. You don't come into my community and start raping people and think that you're going to get away with it. It's very upsetting. 
It's very, very upsetting. You know, you I can't just you can't just be normal anymore. You can't just watch the ball drop on New Year's Eve without seeing some dudes make it out on screen. It's just it's a constant and incessant and until more of you start getting upset like me, it's gonna it's gonna be the same. I, I know what people say about me. Oh, you're always political. Oh, you're always mad about something. Why aren't you? Why aren't you? Uh, just wait till it happens to you or somebody that you love. No, because you're just comfortable. You go to work. You do your little thing. And, you, you, and then your life just goes on until it happens to somebody that you love. So... You need to think about what I'm talking about. This is a very serious problem. All right? Love you guys. Bye.